Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. That is Stacy, <laughs> And that's Pete. We're back and I would say better than ever. We are continuously improving. Always, always. Yes. You came up with this idea because we've done TV shows in the past on this podcast. But when television shows last for several seasons mm-hmm. and as many seasons as this show lasted, it's a lot and... It would take us a very long time to watch it all in order to be able to cover it. So you came up with the idea of covering just the first season and then covering them season by season from here on out. Yes. I think that's more realistic for us. I like it. We figured that out while watching Friends. Yes. (laughs) Because first of all, there's a lot of episodes. Mm -hmm. But second of all, we were enjoying it as far as watching it. And in the beginning, we had to skip episodes and I didn't want to do that. I don't think you wanted to do that either. Right. So it's like, how do we get enjoyment out of this and still make some good episodes? Let's focus on a season. I wish we had done this early on because like Full House, you know what I mean? How many episodes did we have to skip a Full House? 300. (laughs) That was a lot. (laughs) Yeah, quite a few. So we are covering this week the first season of Beverly Hills 90210. This one, we actually watched like over the summer. We did. Because we covered the pilot for our Pilots on Patreon series. So if you want to listen to us break down the pilot a little more specifically, you can head to our Patreon at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And now we're going to get into season one. This premiered October 4th, 1990. And the season finale aired May 9th, 1991. And this was all on Fox. 22 episodes in the first season. 22. And this is one that was very impactful to me while I was watching it. Same here. I was just like, wow. I don't know that I ever would have watched it at that time without my sister having watched it. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of a bonding thing for us. It was like New Kids on the Block and Beverly Hills 90210 were two things that I think probably for her at the time, you know, she was like 20. Mm -hmm. And I think it was fun for her that her little sister was into the same thing that she was into. It's kind of like how I feel when our nieces and nephews are into the same things that we're into. It makes me feel super proud and I feel excited about it. And I think that that's probably how she felt when I got into that kind of stuff too. I'd agree. This is one I had to sneak. Yeah, I bet. I wasn't allowed to watch this show, but I did. (laughs) What a rebel at 13 or 14. So rebellious. Yes. I mean, I was like 10. Yeah. Watching this. This is advanced for 10. <laughs> Very advanced. <laughs> <laughs> so it was created by Darren Starr. He was executive producer. And then Aaron Spelling, obviously, mm-hmm. was also an executive producer. So this is where we meet the twins, Brandon and Brenda Walsh, who look nothing alike. <laughs> <laughs> They've just moved to Beverly Hills from Minnesota with their mom and dad because of their dad's job. They're in their sophomore year of high school. And they're starting at West Beverly High. So this season, I mean, it's an intro, right? It's an intro to all of these characters, all of their lives, everything that's going on. 
Yeah, we get to meet all the new friends and love interest as they meet them. And we watch as they go through the typical teenage angst while they're adjusting to this totally different lifestyle than what they were used to in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And for most of the population, I think, watching it, if you didn't live in Beverly Hills, it felt glamorous and exciting and fascinating to see what it would be like for these people who just live in a different place. I mean, Beverly Hills is a very specific place. Right. You know, and like, I don't think there's anywhere else in the country that feels like that. Mm -hmm. Probably the closest you get to that is like maybe Miami. Right. You know, but even then, you know, I've been both places. To me, there's nothing like Beverly Hills. I've not spent any time in Beverly Hills. I drove through it. Yeah. But I've spent a little time in Miami. And to me, Beverly Hills was a bit more glamorous. Nothing against Miami. It's very glamorous, too. Yeah. I just felt like Beverly Hills was it. I mean, where else am I going to be riding down the road and seeing Matt Damon pull up next to me? Nowhere, except maybe Boston. Maybe Boston. (laughs) Anyway. The show did tackle a lot of very heavy issues. Yes, it did. You had drunk driving, rape, drug use, majorly dysfunctional families. Yeah. AIDS. Shoplifting. Cancer or a cancer scare, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert, a pregnancy scare, and so much more. And I was so fully invested in all of this at the age of 10. Yes. That blows my mind. At the age of 13, also fully invested. (laughs) While I was also watching like Kids Incorporated and Mickey Mouse Club. (laughs) (laughs) You're running the gambit. So this very famous cast includes Jason Priestley as Brandon Walsh and Shannon Doherty as Brenda Walsh. Jenny Garth as Kelly Taylor, my absolute favorite. Your love. My love. Ian Ziering as Steve Sanders. <laughs> Gabrielle Carteris. I think you mean Gabrielle Carteris. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've pronounced that wrong. <laughs> if you've listened to, I, what was that? I think that that was our Saved by the Bell trivia. Yes. It was because we were asking like which person from... 90210 had a role on Saved by the Bell, and she was one of the options. Gabrielle Carteris, and you you kept saying Carteris. Gabrielle Carteris. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andrea. As Andrea Zuckerman, and oh, the amazing Luke Perry as Dylan McKay. Mm. I still can't believe that Luke is gone. I miss him so much. He was definitely one of my first crushes. I loved him very much, and he was a great person. That sucks that he's gone. I know. So young. Brian Austin Green as David Silver, and Douglas Emerson as Scott Scanlon, his buddy. Tori Spelling as Donna Martin. Carol Potter as Cindy Walsh. Paw. Paw. James Eckhouse as Jim Walsh, which that name, I cannot like unsee that name popping up in the credits. I always see it. Yeah. And then finally, Joe E. Tata as Nat Basicchio. Nat! Love him. All right. So like I said, we watched this a long time ago. We had to kind of refresh our memories a little bit. We did. But I think we did a pretty good job picking out our favorite moments from the season. Listen, I know I did. So what's your first? The whole episode, A Fling in Palm Springs. <laughs> so such a good episode. It is packed with so much 90s goodness. Those outfits... The hairstyles, the cars, the music, all of it. Just them driving into Palm Springs yes. and like seeing all the other teenagers that are there. It's like spring break. Yeah. Even though it's for like 
President's Day weekend or something, but it feels like spring break. It's California spring break, essentially. (laughs) So they're going to David's grandparents' house, which, first of all, is amazing. The backyard in particular is incredible. Mm -hmm. Looks like the Playboy Mansion or something. It does. It's got a huge pool, like a grotto and a hot tub on top of it. And in this episode, we find out that his grandparents are still at the house, even though David didn't know they were going to be there. (laughs) So we get introduced to his grandparents and we find out that they're cooler than David is. (laughs) Way cooler. And he's so mortified that they're there. But I mean, the other like Steve and Kelly seem a little like, oh, I can't believe they're here. Like they they are like old people. I think in the beginning they're like that. And then they change their tune later on. Yeah, as they're like serving them up tequila drinks. Yeah. (laughs) Like the grandparents came to play. They know what to do. Mm -hmm. It's like, listen, we've been here before, kids. We've been exactly where you're at and we're going to crush it right with you. Yep. Okay. My first favorite moment is from the Slumber Party episode, episode 13. This was the slumber party that I hoped to have Mm -hmm. when I got older. I mean, I had a lot of slumber parties when I was young, but it's like, You just have this idea of what it's going to be like when you're a teenager, even though I think I stopped having slumber parties as a teenager. (laughs) Ditto. Well, I had my last one at 17. You had a slumber party? Well, I slept over at somebody's house. Well, I had sleepovers, but they weren't like big parties. Okay. Yeah. I didn't have one after like 13 then. You're right. Yeah. I feel like that was like, yeah, probably once I got to middle school, it started dwindling down and maybe like two friends would come over, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a big... Slumber party, because then it shifted into, like, real parties. Yeah. But. (gasps) We should have adult slumber parties. I agree. Let's do it. We'll plan it. How many people can we fit in our house on the floor? (laughs) About. A lot. 200. (laughs) So we've got space for 200 to lay there in your. Sleeping bag. Sleeping bag. Aw, I wish they still made the retro sleeping bags, you know, like with the older stuff on it. I do too. Like I want a popple sleeping bag or something. Right. But like now everything is like made to go to the top of Everest and it's thin and light, but still protective. But it's like, could you paste a Care Bear on the front of it? And I'm in. (laughs) Because like if you've held on to your, you know, I had a new kids on the block sleeping bag back in the day. I think, you know, my parents got rid of it. (gasps) But if I had it, I wouldn't use that at a slumber party that I had now because I wouldn't want to mess it up. And also it's probably gross. You need a new one. I need a new one. Actually, I think new kids did re-release stuff like that that looks like, you know, their original merchandise because they're still together and going strong. Right. I just haven't purchased any of it yet. All right. So they had all the junk food. They were dancing. They were bonding. Of course, though, someone has to bring an a-hole friend. And bring it all down. And this was Kelly. She brought her mean friend, Amanda, who I thought was so pretty and I loved her hair. But she was just not a nice person. And she kind of caused the night to take a more serious turn during a game of truth or dare. Mm Mm-hmm. But eventually she softens and the girls bond. They bond more with Andrea, which I liked because Andrea didn't really have a lot of close friends. So I really liked to see her be a part of this group that was considered to be like the popular girls. Brenda's one of the popular girls. Well, she is now that she's hanging out with Kelly and Donna. Okay. I mean, Kelly's the prom queen, spoiler alert. But you know what I mean? Like that's popular. I got it. Okay. All right. Number two for me. When David drives Steve home. In his Corvette, which is a very nice car. In the pilot episode. Pilot episode, he does not put 
the Corvette's parking brake on. He parks it on a hill. That thing rolls down the hill and gets completely smashed. So the rest of the episode is Steve trying to figure out who drove him home because he does not remember. Right. He didn't know David then. He didn't. So it's a lot of fun with David ducking Steve and like being like, oh, yeah, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Mm -hmm. And then eventually Steve does figure it out. But it actually brings them closer together. But I, I really like that episode. Yeah. Okay. Number two, the episode Fame is Where You Find It, which is episode 16. So Brandon randomly gets discovered by the famous actress Lydia Leeds. And before he knows it, he has a part on the hit TV show that she's on that like everybody knows about. It's all very exciting. And he learns, though, pretty quickly that fame is not all it's cracked up to be. He finds himself in the middle of this love triangle between Lydia and her co-star. And I've always loved the section where they showed all the clips of Brandon trying to film a scene and just all the different takes. Right. Where he kept messing up and they would have bloopers where they were like laughing and then the boyfriend comes in and initially is like splashing a cup of water in his face. But then he ends up coming in with like a whole pitcher of water and dumping <laughs> it on his head. I thought that was fun and weird and like not weird, but like unique to where they live. Right. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing's not going to happen many places in the country. So it could happen in Atlanta now. Yeah, I mean, and it could happen in New York and places like yeah. that. But, you know, at the time it was like, right, oh, that was it. You're in Hollywood now, you know. Is that also like something Hollywood is trying to tell us that's not true? Just like, oh, you wouldn't like fame if you had it. I mean, maybe for someone like Brandon, mm. like he's not cut out for it. Yeah, he is definitely not made for fame. Or maybe they're just trying to say this life isn't for you regular people. <laughs> <laughs> you regular folk. <laughs> but the best part of that episode is my favorite thing and, and probably one of my favorite moments across the board of the entire show. I mean, not the favorite, but it's close up there is when Brenda is stepping in for Brandon at the peach pit because mm. he can't work because he's filming. Right. And she decides to make it interesting. She does. And she's also jealous because she's the one that wanted to be an actress. And so she's she's jealous that Brandon now has this part. So she decides to show off her acting chops by creating a character, Laverne, Lavoine. Lavoine. <laughs> and it's so much fun. Like she becomes this huge hit at the Peach Pit. And we get like the fun moment where Brenda, Donna, and Kelly are lip syncing to. It's my by Leslie Gore. And there's just like a huge crowd that's there all like adoring them and loving it. And it's fun to see Shannon's acting chops here too. Like you never really saw that side of her come out. Right. Till that point. Granted, that was still pretty early on, but. We only ever see like the dramatic side yes. of Shannon through like her whole run on the show. Other than this, she was able to be pretty playful with this. So I always loved that. And it was really great to rewatch it because it's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah, I enjoyed that one too. All right, number three for me, when Brenda dyes her hair because she finds out that Dylan prefers blondes. We we never went back and actually saw that he actually said that or she just... He doesn't only prefer blondes because he tells us that he prefers blondes and brunettes. And redheads. And redheads and tall girls and short girls. Like, and girls in tank tops. Yes, and girls in tank tops mm -hmm. while she's out there running in, in tank her tank top. top. So she went and destroyed her hair. Kelly destroyed her hair. You're right. Kelly destroyed her hair. It is the worst dye job on season one of 90210 for sure. <laughs> well, and what's great is that 
Kelly doesn't, you know, she shows that she doesn't really know what is what when she's doing it. And she says that it's an overnight process. Overnight. (laughs) So she's leaving this at-home dye job that's meant to be like, you know, she's got some highlights and all of that. And she just puts it on there and leaves it on overnight. Brenda is lucky she has any hair left at all. And then also, now her hair is really frizzy, too. It's it like is. a different texture than yeah. what it was. <laughs> right. I mean, she's obviously wearing a wig, right? Yeah. Like, but it's, it's a frizzy wig. Yeah. With some like highlights up front, and the rest of it's like red. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with red hair, but that wig in particular is not fantastic. <laughs> but also, Brenda's workout outfit is top shelf. <laughs> It is everything you'd want from a 1990 workout outfit. (laughs) So well done to the costume department. I just think it's funny that she's going for a run with her hair all big and frizzy like that when like she could have at least just pulled it into a ponytail. Well, she wanted to put a hat on, but her mom wouldn't let her. Her mom took her hat from her. Right. But like put it into a bun and nobody at least it won't look like. Yeah, you could pull it back. Like one of the two, just like, all all right, mom, I guess I'll put it in a bun. Like if you won't let me wear a hat for some reason, like I can't wear a hat while I'm going for a run. (laughs) She's like, no, be proud of what you've done. Like, shut up, mom. Go dig your ditches over there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She was gardening. She was gardening. My number three is the spring dance episode, episode 21. So much happens here. Kelly and Brenda have the same prom dresses. So that was obviously very dramatic when Kelly walks in and Cindy sees her dress and then Brenda walks down and she's like, oh my God, she's not happy. And then they're both just pissed at each other. It's a great dress. Yeah, it is a great dress. Your sister Heather had a dress that was very similar to that. She sent me a picture that I'll have to share soon or maybe during prom season I'll share it. But yeah, I always loved the dress and I just thought it was hilarious that they both showed up in it. But that would be upsetting if someone's wearing the same dress as you and especially someone that is your best friend and like in your group and going to be around you all night. Listen, the reality of that is nil. You would have known what dress your friend had on. Yeah, for the most part, you're going to be like, Yo, what are you wearing? Oh, what are you wearing? Your best friend. Yeah. You would have known. Yes. So Donna made a poor choice and struggles with being uncomfortable in her dress all night. Once again. Similar to the later episode. The Halloween The Halloween episode, one yes. where she's wearing her mermaid costume. Andrea stays home when she finds out that Brandon is taking Kelly as his date. And we see her fantasize this whole prom night massacre, which is great. (laughs) She's like, you said you liked me. (laughs) And then the the best moment is that Brenda and Dylan finally do it. Woo! (laughs) They got it done. I feel like I have this memory, though, where they go into the room and they don't close the door behind them, which I noticed that a lot on TV shows. Mm. But I feel like that happened in this hotel room. Uh, But they have a very, you know, romantic moment. They do. And also you have the drama still going on downstairs. Steve gets drunk. He reveals to Brandon that he is adopted, Mm. which we didn't know. He, you know, he had just found that out pretty recently. David wins the dance contest. Also, he can dance with the prom queen who ends up being Kelly, which is who he figured it would be. Mm -hmm. And then while you have people that are all kind of on edge and irritated with each other, in the end, Andrea shows up and the group all comes together after Kelly wins. They're on the dance floor. And the song Smile by the Rave Ups is playing. And that song, I actually forgot about it until we watched this episode. And I think it plays earlier on in the episode as well. It's playing at the end. Oh, it makes me feel something. 
it's just I don't know it's an under two and oh but I just love it so much and they're passing the crown back and forth to each other and all is right with the world that is definitely a baller episode I agree all right HMs I'm gonna hit you with them okay I really like wrecked Brandon <laughs> You don't get to see that very much. You don't. But there was that one episode where it was BYOB, I believe. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, Steve kind of like sneaks some liquor into his drink, which is not cool. And somehow Brandon doesn't detect the tequila. Somehow. Right. That's ridiculous. (laughs) We were talking about that. Like, I don't care how young you are. You can't not taste tequila. Come on. Exactly. (laughs) Like it, it was a little bit of tequila, but you would sense that. Right. And second of all, you would not get wrecked off that amount of tequila. Yeah. He puts like a splash into a big blender. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Ooh, I'm going to loosen him up. <laughs> so, yes, while it, it does go a little south for Brandon, I do like the initial part of wreck Brandon. Me too. Next up, the absolute and utter shock of Andrea and Steve making out. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. What I put here, I'd completely forgotten about it when it happened. And honestly, I want to see them together. That's an odd pairing. Yes. But yet it it is, you know, sometimes that happens on shows where people that you never would think would be together. But then when they kind of explore it, you're like, huh, Hmm, maybe interesting. I think it was odd, but interesting. Yeah. And lastly, for me, one in particular, but all of the silk button up dress shirts. (laughs) The last episode of the season, Dylan's got this banger silk button up, right? Where it's like olive green and it's got like cowboy flair on the on the collar and like some big old design on it. It's amazing. But all of the silk shirts throughout the whole first season are so nostalgic to me because that was a Tuesday for me at my private school. (laughs) Inspirational, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, my HMs. I really love the going away party in the finale, even though it's like it's sad because the Walshes are moving back to Minnesota and you're just like, oh, I guess this show didn't get picked up for a season two. Yeah. (laughs) And you've got David there filming on his giant camcorder. Everyone's goodbye messages to Brandon and Brenda. Yeah. While they're watching on, which I think is kind of odd because it's like. (laughs) Awkward. Yeah. Like. That should be for them to watch later. Like, that's the whole point of it. Yet they right. keep like flashing to their faces to get their reaction to what everyone's saying. And they're like, oh, <laughs> just like, no, I want to know that later. Yeah. But Jim and Cindy are also there and they're listening to everyone's goodbye messages. And it's starting to affect Jim. Mm-hmm. Like he is like, oh, look what my kids have built here and look what I'm taking them away from. Look at the impact. That they've had on people's lives already. Mm -hmm. And so he just decides, oh, we're staying. Forget that money. Home is where the heart is, he says, and decides they're not moving back to Minnesota. They're staying. Yay. Yay. (laughs) We get a season two. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that's a fun episode. Plus, you have like Brandon and Andrea making out and like Mm -hmm. they're about to get at it. Yeah, they were supposed to get together, right? Yeah, that was their goal. But then they got interrupted by the party. Yeah. What about Brenda and Dylan? Well, yeah, that's the thing is that at the party, Brenda tells Dylan that she's late. I'm late. And he's just like, what? You're late for? What are you you late for? She's like, you know, I'm late. I'm late. (laughs) Bum, bum, bum. Which I think about that now. Like, I probably didn't even know what she meant. 
when she said that. When I, I was probably 10. didn't either. Yeah. At 13, I, I, I didn't know what that meant yet. But I, looking back on it, I'm like, wow, what a season finale, like cliffhanger, mm-hmm. is Brenda pregnant? So then you know you definitely got a season two. That's right. My last HM is from the episode Perfect Mom. The mother-daughter fashion show, you have Andre participating with Brenda and Cindy. But this is where we enter the bizarre world that is the Taylor household. We meet Kelly's mom, Jackie. And Brenda thinks that Jackie is just so cool and so laid back. And she is like polar opposite mm-hmm. of her mother. And it kind of makes her feel like she's missing out. But she quickly learns that she's not missing out. And right. Kelly's life is not glamorous. I mean, yes, like they live in a fancy house. But And like Kelly can do what she wants, but that's also not always a good thing. That's what the 80s and 90s tried to teach us. It's not always great to have parents that let you do what you want to do. I still don't buy it. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, I would rather have a Jim and Cindy than a Jackie. Yes. Because she was an alcoholic and a drug abuser. I don't know. I saw some kids who had parents like that. And I mean, they could just do what they wanted to do. And they're just like, ah, it's mom. She's over there. She's drunk. Let's go to the strip club (laughs) at 13. What? (laughs) That sounds like it's out of a movie. Yes, that's not real. (laughs) I think, you know, it was just like a deeper side of Kelly. You know, you peel some of the the layers of the onion back and Mm -hmm. understand that she's got a lot going on at home and her life is not perfect. And that was just as a 10 year old, fascinating. Absolutely. For me to watch. It was kind of like watching my soap operas, you know, but, but to a different level. Like soap operas with younger, more interesting people for (laughs) us at that time. Okay. And just a few questions. Yeah. Who do you think this season had the best fashion? Overall, I think. It was Brandon. Really? Simple fashion, but he still looked cool. Like Dylan, to me, had good fashion as well, but at times he was a bit of a tryhard. Oh, see, I feel like Dylan was effortless. Eh, sometimes, like with his one strap overalls and yeah, his but that was it. silk shirts, That's it was just, was, it was a bit I much. I guess he was being trendy, where he was that too actually trendy. kind of goes against his personality. Yeah. Brandon was more classic for me, so I enjoyed Brandon's fashion mm-hmm. a bit more. All right. How about you? Kelly Taylor, all the way. Slam dunk. With an HM of Donna Martin. But I loved almost everything that they were. Just watching, like today, we watched a few clips to refresh our minds, and even then I was like... Oh, I totally remember wanting to be able to wear that outfit when I got older. Yeah. You know? So best hair. Who's your winner? Dylan McKay. Even though it's totally a James Dean knockoff, I just loved it. I thought he was just the coolest of the cool. I totally agree. And I fashioned my own hair after his. (laughs) And it was like kind of a mixture between Dylan and Brandon because Brandon had cool hair eventually. I totally agree. My HM, though, is Brandon in the first two episodes. Oh, before he cleaned it up a bit? Before he cleaned it up, he had a rocking mullet. Oh, it did look a little mullety. Yeah. It did, yeah. He had some length in the back. Mm-hmm. So I had to call that one out specifically. <laughs> did you have sideburns, though? I could not and still cannot grow sideburns. Oh. So did I try? Yes. I had hair down there, but I had a big space. Okay. So I always felt inadequate. You know what's funny, though, is I didn't like sideburns on anyone else. Yeah. But I liked them on them. Like they To worked. me, they were the only ones that could do it. Right. You know, because I knew that it was a, a callback. Mm-hmm. You know, I really was just fine with Dylan doing it or Luke doing it. But then, you know, Brandon did it, too. Right. 
like I transitioned from like a skater haircut, like Scott mm-hmm. into the Brandon and Dylan hairstyle, which fit me a lot better. It's <laughs> funny. But then I feel like you went back to the skater look later. I did. Yeah. But there was a time there where I had my updo. Yeah. Yeah. And also like Zach Morris. Mm-hmm. Okay. Best fight. For me, it's Brandon punching Dylan in the face <laughs> at the club when he thinks that Dylan is hitting on Cheryl. Yes. Cheryl is Brandon's girlfriend from back home in Minnesota, and she's there to visit. And I think they had kind of actually broken up when he moved. But seeing each other, they reconnected and they, you know, finally had sex. Quote, unquote, reconnected. Yeah. (laughs) They hadn't had sex before. (laughs) Right. But she's just like fascinated by Beverly Hills and seeing stars and all of that. Yeah. And Dylan as well. Like she's fascinated with Dylan. Yeah. I mean, who can blame her? Yeah. Poor Brandon got very jealous. Yeah. But it wasn't Dylan's fault. No. He took it out on Dylan. He did. And like Dylan took it a lot better than people in real life would have. Yes. Like if one of my friends punched me in the face, I would have a different reaction. Mm -hmm. As would they have if I'd punched them in the face. Dylan was wise beyond his years. Yes. Which from what I understand, I think Luke was kind of the same way. I can see that. Mm -hmm. So my favorite fight. Was when Brennan and Kelly fought over the prom dress. It wasn't a physical altercation, (laughs) but just the way that they instantly turn on each other and you can just feel the venom through the screen. And honestly, I wonder how much of that is just not acting because I know (laughs) those two at that point did not like each other. Well, there was drama. I don't know when it started, though. It had to have been brewing the whole time. And then it kind of bubbled up later on. Okay, so next up, best dramatic moment, which is hard to choose because there is a lot lot of drama going Mm -hmm. on. I love the whole thing. Like once Dylan and Brenda get together and Brenda learns about Dylan's relationship with his dad and he gets upset about his dad and they're outside. I think they're outside the hotel where he lives. Yeah. But he gets mad. He like breaks a I think it's a big like pot or something on the sidewalk. And she runs away because she's like, oh, this guy's abusive. And she didn't, you know, she's just getting to know him. And he runs after her. And it's this big dramatic moment. But he kisses her. And it's all, I don't know. He's also like crying. And he's being very vulnerable with her. And I just love that he opened up like that. And we got to see a side of him that you don't typically see men do on shows like that. It's like a six-layer burrito. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Six-layer, not seven. No, I can't do a seven layer burrito. All right, take it easy. (laughs) But also just a very quick runner up HM there is Kelly's mom at the fashion show. Mm. because She is drunk and coked out and making a fool of herself. She's a sight to behold. Yeah. And it super embarrasses Kelly. And it's like cringy to watch. It was rough. Yeah. All right. For me, when Brandon is driving drunk. Oh, that whole section of that episode where he wrecks Mondale, he gets a DD, mm-hmm. his parents find out he is in jail, all of that. Super dramatic. Very dramatic. And very heavy from an episode standpoint. And you're just like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen to Brandon? In real life, that would have been the end of the show mm-hmm. because he would have been in jail for a little while. But yep. super dramatic. Okay. Funniest moment. I love it when Brenda gets the name of the hotel wrong. <laughs> Because she she's on her way to meet Dylan to, you know, consummate their relationship for the first time. <laughs> they have big plans. Big plans. She gets the name of the hotel wrong. In Palm Springs. In Palm Springs. And so she does not get to meet up with him in the beginning. It's like the Palm Desert Mirage 
or is it the desert palm mirage or right. whatever? Like it's all, it's just the words are all. They're very close, yeah. but they're wrong. And she goes to the wrong hotel. Dylan ends up hanging out with like a friend of his and drama ensues because Brenda finds him eventually, sees him with this other girl, thinks yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't what she thought it was. It was not. But she was upset. But I love that part. Also in that same episode, the friends that Tuesday brings with her to <laughs> hang out with Steve are fantastic. Yes. One of them has like kiss makeup on. The other one has, you know, is like showing Steve her tattoos and Steve's not into it. But it's just great that they keep going back to how uncomfortable Steve is. <laughs> yeah. I love it. For me, either Lavoine <laughs> or... When David has to drive a drunk Steve home in the pilot episode, that just felt very weird science slash 16 Candles-ish. Yes, Where like the young kid Mm -hmm. has to drive an inebriated person around. Right. You know? (laughs) What's your scariest moment? Okay. So there was an episode that I actually didn't really remember watching the first time around, but it's the whole episode where Matthew Perry is a guest star. Mm -hmm. This was, you know, pre-Friends, obviously. It was a very dark turn to the show. And it's like Brandon's trying to help him. but He's like writing this story that Brandon is reading. And he thinks that he's writing about himself. The, the friend Matthew Perry's character is writing about himself and he's going to kill his father. Yeah, he thinks it's all real. Yes. But in actuality, I think Matthew Perry's character was considering taking his own life. And right. it's just this whole thing and there's a gun and it's very dramatic very dramatic very heavy and very scary yeah i didn't like it it made me anxious yeah also the breast cancer scare that brenda has Mm. was scary and also the probably the first time in my life that i had ever even heard about that right you know so that's again like opens up your world to like oh this bad thing can happen Mm -hmm. because they talked too about how like brenda's aunt had passed away from breast cancer and so that made her even more afraid about it and all that so so for me very early on second episode when betty nearly drowns because she's surfing while she's wrecked yeah brandon's gotta go out save her pull her out of the water do cpr and it's all because like her friends ditched her her friends were jerks anyway. They were. I, I like that Brandon gets in a fight with them later mm-hmm. to show him what for. Yeah. And Dylan comes in. That's where he and Dylan really bond. This was Dylan's first episode, too. This yes. was episode two. It was. And this is where Dylan and Brandon bond because Dylan ends up, you know, standing mm-hmm. up for Brandon against his other friends. Right. His surfing buddies. Yep. Also, the girl who played Betty was in one of my favorite childhood movies and TV show. Well, no, she wasn't on the TV show, I don't think. She was just in the movie Rags to Riches. Was she? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Okay, who would you say in this season, now this may change for us as we watch, but in this season, who was your least favorite character? For me, unfortunately, it was Andrea <laughs> at this point. She's just such a constant buzzkill. She changes-ish, yeah. right? She becomes less of a buzzkill, but oh my gosh, calm down. <laughs> Anything that anybody wants to do that is fun, Andrea's got a reason why they shouldn't do it. So hands down, slam dunk, Andrea. All right. For me, at this point, it was Steve. Mm. Just not my cup of tea, kind of a hey. Yeah. You know, I think that we do start to see a softer side of him and and that there's, you know, more to him and he's got a lot going on in his life. He's upset about finding out he's adopted. And we see that I think he's in a better place having met Brandon. Yes. You know, because he even says in that last episode, like, 
without him, he probably would have been like getting the crap beat out of him all year, hanging out with, I don't know, not nice people. Right. It's one of those things where I think he is like a product of his upbringing or lack thereof, like his parenting or lack thereof. Yes. And yeah, like meeting different people has kind of expanded his. Yeah, it was very good for Steve. Yeah. To have met the Walshes mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, just a different, you know, that Beverly Hills life, I'm sure can definitely, especially if you grew up the son of a famous actress mm-hmm. and you've probably just had everything handed to you. And we see that he's heartbroken because he and Kelly had been together previously and he's still in love with her and she he doesn't is. want anything to do with him. Right. So he's going through a lot that year. He grows on me later, but this season, I was not a fan. They painted a certain picture for Steve in that yes. first season. So I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> All right. Who's your favorite character? Last category. Favorite character from the first season. This is how I wrote it. Dylan, period, McKay, period. Nice. That is it. He is just the best. I feel like a nerd saying he's so cool, but he is so cool. Yeah. Easy breezy, beautiful cover boy. No, I bet <laughs> he's like just effortlessly cool. You know, and complicated and seems a little dangerous, but also like very sweet. Brooding. Yeah. But also thoughtful. And, you know, I mean, we learn a lot more of that later on. You don't get tons of it in this season, but you do see some of it. Brooding and insightful. Yes. And a good friend and a good boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So he was so dreamy. Here's how I wrote mine. Kelly dot Taylor dot. She was it for me in this first season. Yeah. I was infatuated with Kelly Taylor back in the day. So I feel like from an overall character standpoint, from every aspect, it was the exact same thing that you experienced. Yes. But just with Kelly. Yeah, I get it. She was so cool and she was dreamy as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Done and done. Done and done. Okay, well, that's the first season of 90210. Now, I can't tell you when... We will get around to season two. It will probably be after the holidays at this point, but we will get there. We will. We started watching season two. We have. So I think we were watching it actually when we were on our break. We were on a break. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So maybe when we take our next break. Yes. You know, but thanks for listening as usual and take care. We'll see you next time. So if you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can join our Facebook group, which has changed names. It is now called The Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. We're slowly growing over there. We have some great mods, Joanna and Stephanie, that are helping us out, starting conversations. So come over there. It's a good time. It is. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can email us at we don't want to grow up at gmail.com. If you'd like to help support the podcast and all of our other endeavors, you can become a member of our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. There you can gain access to bonus episodes and soon to be extra content. Another way you can support us is by giving us a five-star rating if you listen on Apple Podcasts and leaving us a nice review. You may listen on other platforms and maybe there's another way that you could rate us or review us there. So if there is, please do so. Those numbers do matter. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. Also, you could help spread the word by sharing about it with your friends and family and on your social media platforms with your followers. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.